0: Why is my audio so low well, on oh, audacity this, right now? This guy. Hello, 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 hello,
1: hello, hello.
0: It's not changing.
1: We're cutting this right. What the fuck is going on? <laughs>
0: fuck no! We keep all this shit. It's, <laughs> it's, it's not that we don't do this every every time, right? Oh, okay, I got it. It's fixed. Yeah well it's, it's good enough yeah the, the mic stand won't stop falling but uh other than that we're good god what the I'm fuck i'm about to start
1: that? playing some marvel snap while i wait for kevin to do this shit
0: what you talking? this is part of this is the warm-up <laughs> we're warming up in between
1: we start my this
0: is the process this is how our minds get in together and we integrate as one uh entity
1: oh, i'm just giving you shit all right
2: you good now kevin I mean, I've been good the whole time. I'm I'm always good
1: (laughs) to go. What We
2: Consume. Ahoy, ahoy, and welcome to What We Consume, a show about all the things we put into our minds and bodies. I'm your host, King Hagathor, and with me as always is... Hey, it's
0: me, Kevin. I'm here, hanging out. King's trying to push me out. People are changing what we're doing. We're in a different Discord thing. It broke. My mic's falling. Everything's happening. We're looking at another face, and it's just off-putting, because it's not as, you know, it's just different. It's not that it's not pretty or not. It's weird, you know.
2: His face, that is. Yes, because today we I am not only joined by Kevin, as always, but today we have a special guest.
1: Mike it's me good old Michael Mike whatever you want to call me yeah
2: Mike uh, doesn't usually record with us but he is always on every episode of the podcast so it's finally time to get him face to face as best we could which is face to camera
1: yeah with my beautiful webcam yep
2: well mine's
0: pretty too
1: <laughs>
2: no, it isn't. Whoa, well, it's, it's, it's uh, just It looks like the beginning of Wizard of Oz before it gets interesting.
0: The black and white part is the most interesting part in Wizard of Oz. The rest oh, of it's a God, terrifying tale history. of a young girl who gets kidnapped to another world and emotionally and psychologically abused by older uh people.
2: Um actually I enjoyed Wizard of Oz before there was color. Mike did so. too.
1: all i can think about is julie garland and how they didn't treat her well yeah no fucking kidding
2: so i figured uh with how often kevin talks about mike and uh some of our other friends it might be best to give them a chance to speak for themselves and since we're also nearing our first anniversary of the podcast we figured it'd be fun to shake it up and you know change the format a little besides who doesn't like special guests
1: yeah, I've been listening to this one podcast every about every other episode. They were starting to have like a guest. I was like, "Come on, now!" I miss just you guys talking. But you know, a guest is good every once in a while.
0: No, yeah, I like whoa. I like our routine. Uh, I don't want it. I didn't want to change it up. We shouldn't have anybody new in here. Just know that I'm not happy with this predicament. It's it makes everything worse than what it really is. Kevin's
2: but, feeling threatened. He's putting up his hackles. It'll be okay, Kevin.
0: I have all the logins to all the stuff. I can full replace, bulk replace everything with just the sound of my ranting. What if I did, what if I replaced every episode of our podcast with me, like, complaining about something?
2: I think you would get bored and go play Pickleball. No, I'd still do that anyway. Man, like, watching Kevin just go, like, try to go for an hour by himself, like... And make an episode would be something to see. I don't think it would be very entertaining for like the grand audiences, but but for us I think it'd be something special. I could wow. make
0: a whole hour episode of uh, by myself. I'm, I'm
2: sure you could. I'm just saying like it I don't know what it would be. I feel see, like it would now,
1: eventually would get into some Andrew Tate ranting and I don't think I'd
0: want to <laughs> hear that. No, 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 no. See now King's threatened that I'm gonna blow up without him. So I'm, I'm gonna have to Maybe I have the Side hustle podcast
2: Oh Side hustle Side hustle That's already Starting to get into Tate lingo
0: Oh yeah He has what It's called The Hustlers University Or something
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. 2.0 actually What's First two- one wasn't Good enough so Oh Jesus So he, he
0: remade it When did he remake it I didn't know That was a thing
2: Oh like two years ago Oh okay. Did he ever is he still in prison or He just got no. released. Yeah, he got re- he got released to house arrest in the last like week.
1: Cool. You know, speaking of controversial t- subjects, what do we got going on this week, King? <laughs> okay. So, last week we got a little bit wild talking about
2: extraterrestrials, dolphin hand jobs and like missing penises and mostly the absurd ways the government spends our tax dollars. And that last point is going to continue into this episode, because this week we're going to be talking about the PMRC and the Filthy Fifteen. So, I had you guys both listen to the full 15's tracks. Have you ever listened to those songs before? I, I would assume, like, some, but not all.
0: I think I've heard, I heard two of them, uh, like, ever, to be honest. The rest of them... They're all disgusting and should never be on the internet or ever be listened to. And I'm disgusted at all the people who have given these views and also disgusted that there's, these are probably some of the people's favorite songs out of these bands or people. And you guys are messed up.
1: Well, I have only knew one of the songs, but I knew multiple bands from it and songs from them. I, I mean... There's there's some interesting songs in that playlist for sure. Some I agree should be on this list. Some I'm like, what's why?
2: <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so before we get into the actual songs, I uh, like I, I've heard a couple of them. I think I think probably at some point or another I've heard all of them by like early two thousands watching VH1 playlists of like, you know, like. When they would do stuff like, oh, it's the Filthy 50- Fifteen Hour, or, or like, I Love the 80s, or whatever shit. So I'm sure I've heard them all before. None of them are exactly my favorite, but uh, a couple of them I enjoy. You watch VH1? I did two decades ago.
0: I don't think I ever watched, I think I was just like an MTV guy.
2: I never, I, I kind of avoided MTV. Why? What's wrong with
0: MTV? Ridiculousness is a revolutionary show that (laughs) plays 23 hours a day and still makes money. Okay? Those are statements. It's Um, not a statement. I think it's actually true. uh, I'm not saying it's not true,
2: but it is a statement. It's not like you were saying a question. I don't know what I say half the time.
0: People probably (laughs) think half the time I speak, it's all in questions.
1: It does kind of sound like you are saying things in question sometimes.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, I so, I, I mean, I watched a lot of MTV music videos. I I was, that was fun. I remember those times. It brings back, uh, you know, the nostalgia of being a kid waking up in the morning and watching. But I, yeah. see, see, you guys are always on the weird stuff. You watch VH1, so it's like the weird, it's the more like Reddit side of the, of the music entertainment world. You know, it's like, oh, those guys are the VH1-ers. Is it, though? I don't know. I mean, I'm making up stuff. It's like the stuff. most normie shit possible. <laughs> I don't you know. About? I'm just talking. Because I, I never I never, want, I never watched it.
1: You, Good Lord. You, I know someone who watched music videos relentlessly, even on YouTube. I was never really into music videos, so I never really watched like MTV or VH1. So my music, growing up, music to me was very limited until I started... Finding out about LimeWire and finding some songs and <laughs> I liked so.
2: Oh man, the days of LimeWire and FrostWire where you're like, "All right, this could be the exact song I'm looking for, or it could be oh. a completely different song, or it could be porn." No, no, <laughs>
1: definitely. I downloaded uh, "Stairway to Heaven." It was track or it was labeled as Metallica, so I said, "Oh, it's a Metallica cover." Thought nothing <laughs> of it. Use it in a RuneScape video when I used to make those, and then I just. I was like whatever. That's it now. Who cares?
0: I just all my songs from LimeWire. You know, it would be going, and it would go LimeWire or whatever it said, or whatever it would say <laughs> o- over the song. Like you, you know, you'd get like every twenty seconds, then it would
2: go LimeWire. <laughs> I've i had like one of those and i deleted it immediately and found a different link that didn't have that
1: yeah i ran into that a couple times when i tried to download like nightwish they were like radio rips of it so play like the radio ad while they're like still playing the song like what's going devastating. on
0: devastating dude that was a that the Lamar was a revolutionary tool for the internet to break loose and that's getting and that's now we're getting into AI. Don't get me started. I already texted King about it this weekend. We're, we're all going to be killed here shortly in about 20 years by AI. That's all I can say on it
2: as of right now. All right, summer down, Alex Jones. Uh, so before we get too focused on the songs themselves, let's get some context. Mary Elizabeth Tipper Atchison was born on August 19th, 1948. So she shares a birthday with my brother. Um, She was nicknamed Tipper by her mother based on a lullaby. And she grew up in Arlington, Virginia and attended a private Episcopal uh, school where she played various sports as well as the drums for an all-female band called the Wildcats.
0: Dude, I I was a Wildcat in, in elementary school. That's what our school mascot was the Wildcats. I
2: think right. ours was just like the generic hawks. There's nothing wrong with being a hawk. It was a good mascot. No, uh, pretty good t shirts, too. Except for the one where they all were drawn by the students, so they were all like fat, misshapen. <laughs> those, those are the best ones. Children's artwork is beautiful
0: and can never be ugly. It's typically garbage. Whoa. Uh, King doesn't yeah. like children
2: true um so so she met albert arnold gore jr at his senior prom in 1965 she had come with a classmate but soon after the prom tipper and al began dating so rough for the classmate i guess al went on to attend harvard university while tipper uh, had another year of high school and then she enrolled at garland community college before transferring to boston university where she graduated with a bachelor in psychology in 1970
0: bro why does everybody we talk to go to an ivy league school what are the what is wrong with ivy leaguers also uh, was freaks. it was it just easy to get in back
2: then it it was if you were connected and typically like rich people have connections
0: is it still easy and, to get in if you ha-
2: if you're rich now Uh, not exactly, but, um, they tend to have ways to make it happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, what happened with that lady from Full House? She tried to kind of do something with that and got a...
2: Oh, yeah, she, uh, she got caught up with the college admission scandal. Uh, I don't really remember the details of it. Is it Uh, her name? Essentially just trying to bribe in, well quote-unquote bribe, because uh, I don't think it was necessarily just money. Um, but she tried to influence a way to get her kid into uh, yeah, good college. I think it was U.S., no, University of Southern California?
1: USC? Uh, probably, I guess.
2: It, it. I'm pretty sure it was a co- California college, but I can't remember which one. Anyways. Ooh, is
0: there, so, isn't there USC Berkeley as well? Yes. Probably that one. Maybe. Trojans. Uh, huh? Nothing. I just wanted to say Trojans.
2: Okay. okay. So, uh Tipper worked as a part time photographer for The Tennessean, a Nashville based newspaper. And after a brief stint in the Army as a journalist, Al also worked for The Tennessean as a reporter. Uh, That same year, in May 1970, Tipper and Al got married. Al continued his education, getting a master's in psychology from Vanderbilt in 1975. The following year, 1976, Al Gore was elected to the U.S. Congress. So at the age of 28, Al was a House representative for Tennessee, and Tipper was the wife of a congressman. Is Al
0: Gore the one that people say he invented the internet or something? Is that that one?
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Is no. uh, is twenty eight relatively young big. for huh? is twenty eight relatively young for like a Congress position Yeah, like
2: that? I, I believe twenty five is the youngest you can be, and then I think you have to be thirty five to be a senator. Yeah, um, and I don't remember how old you have to be to be president. I You're think like
0: to
1: your forties or something.
0: Well, I mean, a lot of the Congress people and like people in that hold office positions, if you think about them right now, especially. Uh, influential is not the right word, but like media hungry, uh, like people, I, I like, they're all in like, they're between like 28 and like 34, something like that. Like, uh, Oh my gosh. I cannot remember. Think of like name. what AOC? Yeah. All of those. He's talking about. Yeah. Well, it's her and all of them. And then there's a bunch of, there's like the new young, like Republican guys to a couple of them oh like bobart yeah so they're all like within that age range it's it's like
2: it's a lot more common than you think okay especially it it is nowadays but at that point uh like it's not it's not entirely common like family sometimes family
0: lineage right like uh yeah his dad was also a senator which is
2: why he went to vietnam because his dad was mm -hmm. strongly opposed to it but like al thought al thought al, al thought that uh going to vietnam would be better for his dad's chances at congress didn't matter because he ended up losing anyway uh right yeah. yeah. election but i mean that's what happens with like the carters and the
0: uh kennedys kennedys and then bush's and yeah. stuff like that and probably with the the trumpies
1: <laughs>
2: we'll see what happens we'll see what happens with all that oh man Uh, but yeah so like this was kind of rough on Tipper just because like she like she supported her husband she uh was like active in his campaign but like she had her own plans for like a career and everything but now being the wife of a congressman she was kind of like forced into a specific niche. Uh, But still, she continued to work as a freelance photographer when she could and was active in Al's campaign. Uh, Soon after he got elected, she established the Congressional Wives Task Force, a group dedicated to examining and writing about social issues. They met weekly and often invited experts to speak on the social issues they cared about, problems the elderly faced, nutrition, the violence on television. Tipper was mainly focused on issues affecting children due to her own childhood issues, like her parents had divorced when she was two. And while she was still close to her parents, she felt strained from the fractured family. Uh, She said in an interview, quote, I think it was also the reason I studied psychology. It was painful. I had a great deal of love and happiness and support, but no matter what, I think when your parents divorce and when you have to deal with two households, it is painful.
0: Uh, I think it's, well, I do think it it could be painful, but it also depended on person and how the two household parents uh, like make it and everything. Also, yeah. also is this like the um, like the political wives book club to where they just sit around and drink wine and then talk shit about things that they want fixed and then uh, but they just have a cool fancy name and say they're talking about like more
2: fancy uh, issues No, although there's plenty of people uh, mostly misogynists who talk about them <laughs> like that
0: um i'm I'm not misogynizing right now i'm just wondering (laughs) if they actually got stuff done or if this was like they wanted to complain about shit
2: well we're going to get into that but um tipper or according to a cnn biography of tipper she was also ostracized at school for coming from a broken home a quote-unquote broken home you know like she, she went to a rich private school. Like, of course, they're going to be dicks about something like that. They're dicks in um, general,
0: rich private school people that, I mean, they make, you know, hundreds of TV shows about them.
1: They would find something to make fun of her for, probably.
2: Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, while Tipper was mainly focused on children, it wasn't her sole focus. She also raised awareness about the aforementioned elderly issues, and in 1984, she began volunteering in homeless shelters.
1: Well, witnessing nice. so,
2: Yeah. So witnessing some of the struggles of the homeless from, you know, single individuals to whole families that are homeless, uh, it made Tipper focus on advocating on their behalf to raise funds and awareness. Um, so like this Congressional Wives Task Force, I can't say what they were terribly effective early on, but they were like out there raising awareness. They were out there collecting funds for whatever social issues they were focused on. So they did have an effect early on. They're about to have a lot more of an effect.
0: So they didn't just, like, run into bars and destroy everything,
2: like, um... No, they, they weren't going around like carry Nation. Uh, this was more like, uh, let's get experts, uh, let's, like, talk... Let's Like, let's go through our Rolodex, talk to these people we know about, uh, like, raising funds for, like, a new park or, like you know like a better homeless shelter or whatever
0: so these are like the feminists that hated carrie like they did we're like two opposite sides right now carrie was like affirmative action let's destroy shit and they're like let's talk about stuff and get it done that way
2: that's not what affirmative action is yeah like. I, I was as direct as action I, as, as
0: soon as i said it i was like that i said that wrong but i didn't I hope nobody brought it up and then uh,
1: king brought it up just, just throwing out words.
0: King's trying to be more witty, uh, because he's got somebody in here, so he uh not cool dude.
1: Okay.
2: So, um in nineteen eighty five, Tipper stumbled upon a new issue by accident. She brought the sorry, she bought the album Purple Rain for her eleven year old daughter. Good album. Uh, she, good album, uh weird choice. Um yeah, I, she don't was, think, I don't think she... Prince in general should be listened to by
0: eleven year olds for the most part. Yeah,
1: Probably we'll get to that.
0: There's a lot of mu- there's a lot of music I don't think kids should listen to in general, but that's hard to regulate.
1: Look, I grew up having to listen to the song Crazy Bitch in my parents' car as their song for multiple years as a child. I think I came out just fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so
0: uh, we're not going to talk about personal things, so I'm gonna- I'm i'm just gonna let i'm just gonna let that one slide
2: so so she was horrified hearing the uh song darling nikki with such lyrics as i knew a girl named nikki i guess you could say she was a sex fiend i met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine and she took me to her castle i just couldn't believe my eyes she had so many devices everything that money could buy she said sign your name on the dotted line the lights went out and nikki started to grind
0: I mean very uh not suggestive it's very
1: uh no it's very straightforward
0: straightforward and blatant about what what they're doing
1: Yeah when I saw this uh the track of this I was like oh this probably can't be that bad it couldn't be worse than pussy control and then as soon yeah. as I was listening to it, it was like oh come on now
0: Both um both uh, were there were two print songs on this right No Okay. Was there not? I thought the first one was the foo, the one with the Foo Fighters that covered it. That's a Prince. The song, Foo right? Fighters
2: was the cover of "Darling Nikki."
0: But then, what is the other Prince song that I listened to in the first one? Is that the same song? It should be. Oh, Probably oh, was the same song. I think. I think it just came off way differently because different people sung it yeah probably okay yeah because when prince sung it it was much more suggestive well i mean that's prince for you (laughs) yes like okay okay yeah i mean they were both uh, both versions are terrible but anyway okay i I thought they were terrible i'm not terrible like singing wise i'm talking about terrible like
1: lyrically yeah it's uh it's a pretty it's
2: a fuck jam
1: yeah, that's some baby making music. Maybe not baby making. That that it's it's fucking music.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so these overtly sexual lyrics stunned Tipper as she had no idea that the album contained such filth. Uh, which I'm not sure I believe. Like I, I like I kind I kind of feel like this was just her story for why she uh, did what she's about to do. But like it's Prince, like Purple Rain was not his first foray into explicit lyrics his 1980 album dirty minds had already earned him quite a bit of ire for songs like head which is pretty self-explanatory and sister a song about fucking his sister
1: oh hell yeah (laughs) like if you
2: heard that song i know kevin hasn't i have not. so like opening lyrics I was only 16, but I guess that's no excuse. My sister was 32, lovely and loose. She don't wear no underwear. She says it only gets in her hair. And it's got a funny way of stopping the juice.
1: That, that's...
2: That, that's... My... Now that's overt.
0: I mean... What?
1: What,
2: what? what year was this? You said 80s? Uh, yeah, it would have been either 80 or 81. I might have... Uh, I might have... Uh, Got it mixed up with another album. But, like, this was still four years before Purple Rain, like...
0: I mean, nobody questioned anything in the 80s, did they? They were just like, run free.
1: Was No, no, they questioned a lot of shit in the 80s. Was Prince big at that point? Or, like, when that the 80s album came out before Purple Rain or anything like that? uh,
2: Dirty Minds was after his self-titled Prince. So, I think technically it was his third album, but, like, his second, like... Full on Prince album.
1: I would say, like, if you'd never heard of Prince before, and you looked at Purple Rain, it's like it looks kind of cool. The songs in yeah. the song track is "Darling Nikki," so you're like, yeah, I was like I said, I wasn't expecting the the lyrics to that yeah, song it, to be the what what they were.
0: Isn't like, didn't Purple Rain like transcend Prince though? Like that's like the one that like like it, 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 that's the one that helped him become bigger than what he, like, originally was. Like, that's what everybody knows him
2: for. Like, not just knows him for, but that's what made him, like, huger than life. Partly, but it's because it was the soundtrack to a movie he made that he starred in called Purple Rain. Uh -uh.
0: I don't think I've ever seen that movie.
2: I haven't either. Probably not. Um, Yeah, but, like, he had somehow, like, very early in his career, like got into his contract that he like would be in a movie that he would star in and write the music for and it was like semi-autobiographical so like he's got a couple albums out he puts out Purple Rain or he, he puts out the movie Purple Rain and the soundtrack is Purple, Purple Rain. Rain The the songs or the like album that he's arguably most known for Prince is a weird dude
0: in general, though. Like, didn't he have Kevin Smith film a whole documentary for him, and then yeah. never did anything with it? It's just there, like it's <laughs> yeah. Done. No, he just kept
2: it so he could watch it on his. Yeah, own. <laughs> I wonder. He's a Jehovah's Witness, right? Uh, he he was at least for a bit, uh, and while he was, he uh, stopped playing "Darling Nikki" um, and like his other filthier songs, but that didn't last for all too long in just like a couple of years and then he was like i'm gonna start playing it again
0: i would like to have a deep dive into his like childhood life for him to make a song about his sister like that was it like his full sister or were they like married like like you know was it like not like a stepsister like a, like a sister-in-law S- stepsister you know like oh. mom and dad married somebody else and his stepsister and then he had like feelings for her because he was
2: 16 in puberty or whatever Kevin, I, I might break your heart here, but uh, not all songs are true.
0: Hey, dude, they come from some type of truth. He's got
2: to be thinking about it somewhere. Yeah, he probably saw a girl that he liked and was like, all right, I got something, and it'll be weird, and it'll get me famous.
1: And then they're going to make porn about it 20 yeah. or 40 years later, and that's going to be a huge topic. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't have a lyric about her being stuck in a washer.
2: <laughs> um, but in any case, Tipper felt that she had to do something, and uh, she gathered three of the other Washington wives, uh, Sally Niveus, uh, Pam Hauer, and Susan Baker, to co-found the Parents Music Resource Center, or the PMRC. So the other three Washington wives were, like Tipper, married to powerful and influential members of uh, Washington society. Baker's husband was the treasure secretary. Howard's hu- uh, husband was a really big realtor. And Niveus' husband was a former Washington City Council chairman. So they had a lot of connections uh, and a lot of influence. And the PMRC would eventually grow to include 22 individuals at its height. It was helped by financial support from Mike Love of the Beach Boys, as well as Joseph Coors of the Coors Brewing family, one of the most monstrous families I've ever read about. Like Those people were fucking
1: nightmares. So the um, Beach Boys guy, is that the same one that got like abducted by the Manson family, or is that a different Beach Boys guy? I didn't have time to
2: look into that, um, I, so I, I can't say for certain, but uh, yeah, there is there is a connection to the Manson family.
1: Gotcha, one way or another, I would say. Yes. So, the Susan Beach Baker. Boys
0: didn't sing the song "Give Me the Beach Boys and Free Soul." That's somebody else, right? That's or is that not the even Beach Boys? how that song goes? <laughs> oh, that's "Give Me the Beach Boys."
1: Damn. Oh, Kevin.
0: <laughs> Isn't that a common misconception?
1: No, no.
0: Just I... for you, bud. No, I think it is. I'm gonna I'm gonna research this and put it up somewhere.
1: I typically sing, give me the meat boys until my hole, but never heard about the beach boys one.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, Susan Baker had already been fighting against offensive lyrics since her seven-year-old daughter had been exposed. Oh, this is a quote from Baker. uh, Quote, it started because one day my seven-year-old came in and started quoting some of Madonna's lyrics to me, wanting to know what they meant. And I was shocked. I knew that you had to be concerned about movies and TV, but I didn't have a clue that my seven-year-old would be exposed to inappropriate songs. It was like a virgin. She, my daughter, said, Mama, what's a virgin? And I said, what do you mean? She said, well, Madonna sings this song like a virgin, touched for the very first time. What's a virgin? I was speechless. Here she is still
1: playing with dolls at seven. Which I think... Sorry, I. it's just weird, like, you say you can expect it out of like movies and television or whatever, but not out of like music. Like music's been around for so long. Like I'm sure that there's plenty of artists before whoever did "Like a Virgin," who's made probably just as inappropriate music. And like I, I don't know.
0: I, I think it's a little bit different when you have so like as a as an adult when. Or, like, as an adult and as a teenager and stuff, like, when you get older, you don't see those things, like, as like when you have a kid so when you have a kid and you're like oh my gosh they're getting exposed to all these things and i don't want them to think this way i understand how i was back then and like i got exposed to all this and this happened to me so you're bringing up like your past trauma things with like your mind and everything and that's like when you have a kid and they're asking these questions and you're like i don't want my kid to be sexualized in any way um like it makes your mind think differently and like none of us have kids so we can't think of that so like our mind would change probably a little bit if we had children but also like i completely understand like not the virgin thing like i think that's fine and you should teach like anatomical like parts all of that stuff like they need to know what that what those things are but if you feel like even speaking like that's like the word virgin is like sexualizing your child then um like it it can just like change it it, like the way that your mind thinks is weird
2: sure uh i think it's kind of silly i knew what a virgin was when i was seven like like just explain it and move on like yeah but it's not gonna ruin their day to know no. Yeah, but then and, they're gonna spread
1: it... it to all the other students, and then they're gonna go tell their parents, and then it's gonna come back to you. Very local. I don't. I don't know. It's. I just. just you know. Yeah, it,
2: it, it's also the '80s, so like times are a little bit different. But like this, like pearl clutching about, like oh my god, they might hear a dirty word. It's like yeah, welcome to life. Like they're gonna be hearing them forever.
0: But I mean, we also have like a huge. I think words in general because people give them so much power like with with every like like every type of people give like different words power and if those people are letting them have the, like these words to have power and especially back then like, like I mean they're going to they're going to get upset about it
2: yeah and get upset they did so Susan teamed up with the national parents teachers association the pta in order to condemn explicit lyrics in music uh so she like she had been in this fight for a couple of years before uh tipper got involved does does music have a like rating system like movies or video games we're about to get to that at at this point in time like the part we're at right here in the story no but do they like present day Well,
1: what we have now is the parental advisory label that's on albums that have songs with explicit lyrics on it. Yeah, and it's because of this.
0: I think you should, I think they should change it a little bit. We'll we'll get into it when we actually talk about it.
2: Okay, so uh, with the added fire and vigor of uh, Susan and the PTA, uh, Tipper and the PMRC were ready to go to war. They started off by developing a list of fifteen filthy songs that would be their specific examples of dangerous to children. Uh, they called this list "Kevin." Can you guess? I
0: mean, is it not the fifty, the fifth, the filthy fifteen? There you go. Okay, oh,
2: I thought you were trying to trick me. I know that's what made the fun. Uh, so let's like let's just go through this list now that we've listened to them all and. Um, you know, just discuss them a little bit. So, the first one, obviously, Prince, Darling Nikki. Uh, it w- it had the proposed PMRC rating of profane or sexually explicit. We already got some of those lyrics, so, you know, met her in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. She had a lot of doesn't devices.
0: He, doesn't he say something at the end of the song, like he's glad she left in the morning or something?
2: No. Um, what he said was... Uh, I woke up the next morning. Nikki wasn't there. I looked all over and all I found was a phone number on the stairs. It said, thank you for a funky time. Call me up whenever you want to grind.
1: Okay. And was there like some backwards speech at the end of the songs? I never bothered checking that and said- A, a at what little it said.
2: bit. Um, I'm pretty sure it just says grind like over and over again, but played backwards. Interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and back then if you played songs backwards, right, it was like devil music.
2: I mean, yeah there's yeah. Th- there's a lot of that in, in this story yeah.
1: isn't this like height of satanic panic too
2: yeah so the satanic panic really kicked off in 1980 with the book uh michelle remembers which was uh a book written by a young woman um uh, talking about her taking like regressive therapy so it would like pull out um hidden memories from her childhood that she had repressed and uh it's been widely debunked at this point but um when it came out in the 80s like people were horrified and like started accusing their uh, um like their daycare providers of molesting their children and like flushing them down toilets and shit
1: oh so nothing new (laughs) yeah um
2: welcome to history it's it's just a fucking spiral loop yeah i personally i like the song like it's 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 good fuck music like even if you aren't having sex like it's just it's got that uh funk to it that uh like prince is you know very famous for and like it's a good sounding song and it's it's a pretty straightforward story but like it's right. Good in my opinion.
0: I didn't enjoy it, but I, I think the more I listen to Prince songs, the more it's like not for me. Like you know how like you listen to like Elvis or Johnny Cash, and you're either like an Elvis fan or a Johnny Cash fan more. I think Prince is something like that for me. So, uh, yeah, not Disney enough for
1: you. There, 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 there's a few Prince songs I do like. One being "Golden," like I think it's just called "Gold." It's off his album "Gold Experience." Uh, that's a you would probably like that song more because it's not like explicit in like his lyrics or whatever. It's kind of more just. I think. Almost, I, it, it's it's a good song, I guess. It's more inspirational in a way, at least to me.
0: I think I probably would have liked him live. Uh, I like when he did the Super Bowl halftime or whatever. I really enjoyed like that, but I didn't like. I don't listen to his songs. I don't know. I know there's just something about him. It's just me. People have preferences, and it's okay.
2: Everybody. What about you, Mike?
1: Um, I I liked the song. Uh, the lyrics were a bit too straightforward for me. I mean, I I I I listen to all sorts of music, and like even songs and bands I do listen to that have relatively straightforward music or lyrics. I kind of just like eh, it's a little cringy to me, just because I, eh. I like a little bit of innuendo in my music. All right. All right. So number two is
2: uh, Judas Priest "Eat Me Alive." Proposed uh, PMRC rating would be profane or sexually explicit. Ex- explicit lyrics were like "groan in the pleasure zone, gasping from the heat." I'm gonna force you at gunpoint to eat me alive, squealing in passion at the as the rod steel injects.
0: Yeah, I so. remember when I was listening to this song. Uh, for some reason, I got like. Weird rapey vibes
2: for some reason.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think this one and um, it's probably the gunpoint part. Yeah, (laughs) this one and like uh, one of the other ones. I got very big like sexual like uh, like rapey vibes. Uh,
2: No, I I don't know. Um, I'm not um, not
0: down with that. I'm not.
2: I'm real hit and miss on Judas Priest. On the best days, Uh, they've got some good songs. This one's not uh, really one of my favorites. I think, like, the music's good, but, uh, yeah, the, the lyrics on this one are well, profane, but, like, the part that bothers me is they're just kind of dull and kind of rapey. And yeah.
1: overly repetitive. And I just thought this was just, like, a blowjob song because that's all I can think of when I hear Eat Me. <laughs> they just say Eat Me Alive so many fucking times yeah, on the a-, song. a couple of these, like
0: songs that we're gonna talk about is super repetitive like a couple of them yeah like and it's just like they want to say the same thing over and over again like because they know it's like a i guess a trick like trigger words or something i don't know
2: yeah um that could be the case with a couple of these uh it's also just like it's easier f- for your fans to like remember repetitive shit and then they'll like repeat it and like it'll help them sing the song and then like you know expose more people and like it gives you like catchphrases for like band t-shirts and shit so like cynically it's probably just a ploy to sell more records uh or you know like kind of laziness you know like a lot of these bands were pumping out like an album a year
1: which is not easy no not at all and like most albums like at least from my experience like you have like their hits off of the album and like the rest of the albums like dud songs and, yeah, and you kind of can't really get away with that too much these days. I feel like because like you're releasing a, you're either stuck releasing a lot of singles, uh, just at least in the the music that I listen to, or, like they're usually just we're just releasing like an EP of like all their songs, and like most of those songs are already just like they're hit songs, and like there's usually not duds in between. At least that's how I see it. that's fair this song definitely a dud to me uh painkiller probably one of the best judas priest songs
2: yeah painkiller and um breaking the law like yeah i mean that like breaking the law is more just like overplayed but like it is still a pretty good song uh all right so um
1: anything else or should we move on to the next
0: I don't got anything else to say. About I, I will. This
1: one. I will say that he looks like Eggman when he's with Baby Metal. That's all I really <laughs> got to say. <laughs> he really does, like, it, it, Kevin. If you ever get a second, to hook up like the guy with Baby Metal. He looks like he's about to steal the Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> I don't
2: even like, know who Baby Metal is. Don't worry about
1: it. But, uh, but like he's
2: wearing the red jacket. He's got like the goatee, completely shaved head. He's also got like strangely pointy elfy ears. Uh, And like he's wearing, you know, big black sunglasses. He looks like what Eggman probably should have looked like in the Sonic movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we'll move on. Um, Next one is uh, Motley Crue's Bastard. Can't imagine why this one was on there. Uh, The proposed uh, PMRC rating was violence. Uh, The explicit lyrics uh, were go out out go the lights in goes my knife pull out his life consider that bastard dead
0: oh, so damn. for some reason I thought he was talking about a girl and he he was using the knife as an innuendo as him sticking his penis in her
2: so I, I mean that's that that is in another song a knife is used to be oh, innuendo for a penis yeah uh, no this this one's straight up murder
0: Dude, I think I'm getting them mixed up there's just so many Or
2: justifiable likehood
0: because i listened to all these like in a row i think i'm getting a little some of them mixed up and uh, because they're probably all, like, there's s- also sexual. a couple
2: that just sound very similar yeah um uh <laughs> so i'm not the biggest motley crew fan um
1: uh, i did enjoy the dirt it was entertaining they have some entertaining fair. songs but yeah uh, I, they kind of suck <laughs> uh
2: this song in particular is kind of uh intriguing because um like it has those lines out go the lights in go my kn- in goes my knife pull out his life consider that bastard dead but the rest of that um verse is get on your knees please uh please beg me please
1: you're the king of sleaze don't you try to rape me so this is just like an anti-rape song essentially that's kind of what i gathered from it it, it kind of sounds like it could be something like that or it could be, um,
2: you know, like whether or not it's like true or just like fictionalized, uh, like some kind of incident where like the singer's character for the song was uh, being like raped or or just like harassed by someone and they lashed out and like... Right. To stop it. it's It or makes the, it more interesting than just a straightforward, like, I'm killing a guy. Or this is totally made
0: up. None of this is fact. He was scared of gay people and a gay person was there. And because he thought because the gay he was gay that he was going to rape him because he's gay.
1: It could be homophobic. I don't know too much about Motley I, Crew other than what I watched from The Dirt. I do know that Nikki's... His childhood, at least growing up, his uh, his mother slept around a lot. I wouldn't, I guess slept around isn't really the word. She had a lot of boyfriends coming in and out. So I was kind of just like, a, like hitting it to maybe this is just like a song in his head to like maybe one of those men who were in and out of his life. Maybe it had done something to him. So this is kind of just That's my that's how I took it. But I didn't really look into it to see why they wrote that song. I could see yeah, that it, as
2: well. Like it, it could give a lot of interpretations, but I do think that, like this one's got a little bit more interesting lyrics than some of the others um but still like overall Motley Crue just really doesn't do anything for me. So, uh I'm
0: going to be honest like whatever. 99% of these bands in here, I know nothing about. There's two. Or oh, no, there's three
2: that I know stuff about and then the rest I just could care less. Uh, so, we'll go on to the next one. The next one is uh, Sheena Easton, Sugar Walls. I love Sugar Walls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <the> per- <laughs> go ahead. No, I, I was just
0: listening to it. And I was like, man, she is talking about her vagina. Oh, yeah. Is, like The whole certainly. time. And then, then I was thinking, like, is this worse than, like, Watermelon Sugar? And, like, am I thinking that it's worse than Watermelon Sugar because she's a woman? and a man singing it and then i was like i don't know my like but I, I thought the song was fun like i thought this was one of the one of the only songs that i was like this isn't like terrible like this is not bad i mean it's not something i'd listen to all the time but it's not a bad
2: song right. Yeah, so naturally this is a uh, this had the proposed pmrc rating of profane or, ex- or sexually explicit some of the lyrics were blood races to your private spots let me know there's a fire come spend the night inside of my sugar walls now sorry mike i cut you off go ahead
1: well i I was gonna say like anything that sounds like pop 80s pop to me i i just love the sound of a lot of 80s pop music so like that's the reason really why i enjoyed the song because it was just i just love how 80s pop was made then um very suggestive obviously (laughs) yeah
2: um you know, like I, I'm hit and miss on '80s pop. This one really didn't do it for me. Like, I again, there's very few of the lyrics to, to any of these songs that like really bothers me or anything. But like this one, like I I didn't have a problem with the lyrics. I just didn't really like the sound of the song that much. Um, but again, it's fine.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I, this... I
2: understand why this one's all the list though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so. We'll move on to the next one, uh, unless you guys have anything more to say about that. Well, I was
1: gonna say that maybe she had like a breeding kink because she's talking about coming inside her sugar her sugar walls towards the end of it. But that's just you know the the twenty late twenty or early twenty twenties lingo of kinks. I guess is a breeding kink.
2: <laughs> okay. There, like. The, the one interesting thing about that one specifically is because, like, I mean, it's, it's pretty thinly veiled, but it is still, like, innuendo and not, like, overt, like, darling Nikki. Like, I feel like if I was a kid and I heard this for the first time, like, I wouldn't really be paying attention to it. I would, ass- like, probably assume it was just, like, kind of like a... Fairy tale like, uh, Hansel and Gretel, like come inside my sugar walls of my gingerbread house or whatever. Like I probably
1: wouldn't like the the sexual innuendo probably would have just pfft, right over my head. Do you think the same would be with like Fifty Cent's candy shop? <laughs> to to an extent, I I would imagine uh some people
2: would uh or some kids probably would just be like oh
1: yeah. It's a catchy song. My brother loved Candy Shop by 50 Cent, and he was younger than 10. So I'm sure that says a lot about him.
2: Yeah. Uh the great thing about those moments, like when you misunderstand something as a child, like when it comes to something like that, is that somebody finally like is like, Did you know that it's about a blowjob? And you're just like, oh!
1: <laughs> My childhood.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so so next we'll move on to uh What is probably one of the most famous of uh, the Filthy 15 and probably the one that, like, most, like, is up there as, like, one of the ones that most deservedly is on the list. And that's Wasp's Animal, a.k.a. Fuck Like a Beast.
1: You mean Flab? (laughs) I shortened that and I was like, oh, that says Flab. I was like, damn it. (laughs) Oh,
2: shit, it does. (laughs) So, uh obviously profane or sexually explicit uh explicit lyrics like i got pictures of naked ladies lying on my bed i'm making artificial love for free i start to howl in heat i fuck like a beast what now else? this is this is one of those songs that like honestly pisses me off <laughs> because like you get a t- a song title like that. You're like you're expecting it to be like a banger, but it's still it's, wasp, and it fucking sucks. It's
1: so bad. It's so cringy.
0: <laughs> it's a terrible song. He is definitely trying to compensate for something and show that like he is like he like he's trying to show that he's a man or something. And it, oh, I, I, <laughs> what I, Blackie I hated, Lawless would never. <laughs> I hated every second
2: of listening to this song yeah i could probably
1: do without not hearing wasp ever again
2: so um like i i've never really listened to wasp uh except for like probably just this song um just because like of the filthy 15 but um the only thing i like having not known wasp for a long time like while i was a kid the only thing i could remember about wasp is uh this comedian brian possein You'd probably recognize him if you saw him. He's, like, real tall, like, kind of a bigger guy, uh, real thin hair and, like, black glasses. Ralphie Mae? No. (laughs) Ralphie Mae doesn't wear glasses. Rest in peace. But Brian Pussain was in, like, The Devil's Rejects and a couple of other movies. Uh, He pops up in, like, as, like, character actors occasionally. Um, But anyways, uh, he's got this bit where he talks about uh, when he was uh, in high school, he was on the school newspaper, and so he would get to go and interview metal bands, and he was a big fan of metal and he goes, uh, I actually got to interview the band Wasp as a kid." And there's like some metal fans in the audience that cheer and he goes, "Yeah, fuck like a beast. Yeah." <laughs> and there's like more cheers and he goes, "They suck." <laughs> 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 and to this day, I can't hear anything about the band wasp without just thinking, like in Brian Posain's voice, they suck." Also, apparently, Posein tried to get the uh, guitarist Chris Holmes to autograph something, and uh, Chris Holmes told him to grow some tits. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just, like, I- I've never really heard anything good about Wasp, and <laughs> especially their music. So, yeah, it's just, like, terrible song. And uh, next week, I'll show you guys the um, album cover uh, for uh, Animal. Oh, boy. That is uh, explicit.
1: I bet it's something.
2: It's... Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll move on to uh, Merciful Fate in the Coven. Oh, I love this song. Great album cover. Uh, like and it. I were talking about the album cover of it last night. Um, this song is just more of, like, satanic-y, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this was uh, proposed... It was proposed to have the PMRC rating of the occult, like, having to do with occult stuff, like, I mean, like, you can pick any of the lyrics, because it all is, like, how like a wolf and a witch will open the door, follow me and meet our high priest, uh, come into my coven and become Lucifer's child, undress until you're naked, then put on this white coat, take this white cross, then go in the middle of the ring, etc., etc. It is overtly occult. Like, there's no, like... Yeah. Like, there, there's... Like... There's no denying that the band's not denying it. Nobody's denying it. Like, right. yeah, it's a it's a very occult song, and it's very overt about it. Yeah, yeah you the, know,
1: it hail Satan, whatever. Yeah. It, it
0: just this reminded the one, me. This is the
2: one. Oh, go ahead, Kevin. So it just reminded me of
0: whatever that band was that either Michael or Jared made me listen to, and it was all like Satan songs. And I listened to the whole album, and after I was done, I was like, dude, I feel like I'm going to hell. Like straight up. Like this, I felt like. It made me feel terrible, I, and like, I, no I, I, I dude, it, it is something that Jared, it has got to be something that Jared sent me then, and I was, I, dude, it was weird, and I listened, I, I listened to the whole thing because it was like it, it's not that the music was bad, it's that it was so weird that I was like, I gotta finish this, Like, I want to know like what this whole album is, <laughs> like, do they like, and it, I don't know, it made me feel, it, it made me, it gave me familiar feelings of that but i didn't think like the
2: music and stuff in the song was fun yeah i, I mean not to pigeonhole mike because like he certainly has like a wide range of taste and music but if you've listened to something and described it as after i finished listening to it i thought i was going to hell do you have any idea how little that narrows it down
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right there, go on Mike. i'm songs. sorry um I, this is probably my favorite song, like, of this list. Just not lyrically, but, like, I really enjoyed the vocals. He's got a really good vocal range, instrumentality. It's, it's really good. Um, yeah, I, I don't really give a shit about occult stuff. It, it's just, it's just there to sound edgy and whatever. That's like that anytime I would say. Yeah.
2: Is this the one where, like, he went from, like, helium high to, like, somewhat low gr- guttural or is that the other one um, Like, was that this or possessed
1: i don't remember him like getting like really low but i know his voice did get low but he was mostly like helium high for the okay, majority yeah. of the song i don't think yeah, the- possessed really did that too much
2: no possessed was more shouty right like
1: yeah and like sounded, raspy shouty yeah and sounded kinda. like it was poorly produced so we'll, we'll get to that <laughs> we'll get to <laughs>
2: Yeah, so, so like, I, I I do say, like, the way he was able to manipulate his voice for this song was really impressive. The lyrics, like, yeah, I don't really go in for the occult shit, um, just because, like, I find it more larpy and, like, kind of cringy and annoying more than anything. Um, but I also don't really have a problem with it. Wait, are you telling me you don't like LARPing? No, <laughs> LARPing's fine in the right context. It's just, like, these dudes are, like, singing songs like they're, you know, in league with the devil. And, like, that stuff is just, like, sh- sure, bud.
0: <laughs> like they, they could be. I, I mean, no, I, found, I find more connection with, like, like, the devil stuff. I think, like, I don't think there's an actual connection to them, like, selling their souls. But, like... The blues like connection with the devil selling soul stuff. I th- I find that much more fascinating. Devil at the crossroads than, kind yeah, of thing. Than like the this this type of like occulty stuff. Yeah, like
1: the, the cringy sacrifice yeah. yourself to God or Satan blah blah blah. Yeah, on, I don't know. Yeah.
2: Like, yeah. Uh so uh let's go ahead and move on to Vanity's strap on Robbie Baby so uh this had the proposed pmrc rating of profane or sexual explicit explicit lyrics like come on and stroke me strap this thing on tight if you want to glide down my hallway it's open strap yourself in and ride i believe this song was actually written by prince
1: i missed this song this was not in that oh. playlist i listened to what did oh, you really?
2: say yeah i was looking and i know which one did you say um, vanity Strap On Robbie Baby. Uh,
0: okay, yeah, yeah, I did listen. Okay, this is the one. Uh, it was just on the second playlist you sent me.
2: Yeah.
1: Yep. Well, I apologize. I completely missed that one. Mm. So I have, like, nothing.
2: The, the only That's thing... fine. It's it's a fine song. Yeah. Uh, it's very sexually explicit uh, here. The only Mike, reason... I'll, I'll send you I... the lyrics real quick.
0: The only reason I remember it is it calls on the uh, cover... Of I don't know if... It, it's whatever the YouTube video is. She's like shirtless and like doing this. It's attractive. So that's why I remembered. Shit, <laughs> did that send to you or not?
1: I don't know where you sent to that. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll look it up on... Continue. Don't worry about me. I'll, I'll try yeah, to find um,
2: So, I mean, like, it's... It's pretty sexually explicit, but it's not... I, I don't know. It's it's fine. This one just didn't really do much for me, to be honest. She is an attractive lady, though. Became a born again Christian after this, as did Blackie uh, Lawless from um, Wasp.
0: Bro, I as mean, if he couldn't
2: get more annoying.
0: I'm telling you, once you do things so bad like this, you gotta figure. You gotta be like, man, I have to I have to redeem myself somehow. Because if there is like. Something in the afterlife? How am I gonna like negotiate? Be like, oh okay, I became a born again Christian, and uh, you, will you let me in? Whatever. I'm just saying, <laughs> if, you, if you better, you should. Might as well be a good person and do like not super bad things, uh, because you know what if, you know what if there is, right guys, or do you just want to you know be a
1: song about anal.
2: I mean, it kind of...
1: At first I, I, I thought it was pegging, but, like, it's a it's a woman, so pegging's not a thing for women. Yeah, it's a like, I,
2: thing. I kind of have a hard time figuring out exactly what's being said here because of, like, the st- strap-on uh, part of it.
1: So, maybe
2: about pegging? Or, uh, um, you
1: know, some bondage stuff, who knows.
2: Yeah, or... or
1: uh, she could be with another woman could be yeah
2: hard to say but uh anyways you did get the lyrics
1: yeah i'm I'm perusing through them the first thing about asking about one candy little boy that's a little weird mm-hmm. yeah weird opening yeah
0: I can say that this uh the, like there's just the sound to the song in general sounds super like 80s like
1: was it like, like 80s poppy? Yeah, like, I probably would have liked it. Probably, yeah,
0: it, yeah. It's like I know it just reminds me a lot of like '80s women's songs. Like, it, it, like we're gonna listen. Like, you're gonna bring up another
2: like a. Uh, uh, Kevin woman. heard that and immediately thought, "Ew, women." No,
0: no. What, what's her name? What, Cindy, Lopper? Cindy you're Lopper?
1: The, yeah, you're gonna. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll get to her in a bit. Very, I like, love it, that song.
0: Yeah, that. Well, I like. Her in general. Let's get to it, though. I don't want to. I okay. don't want
2: to. So the next one is a uh, Def Leppard's "High and Dry." Saturday night uh, is the alternative title, I guess. Um, and because it's like... like high and high and dry parentheses Saturday night. Yeah. Um, proposed PMRC rating of drugs and alcohol. Explicit lyrics. Saturday, I feel right. I've been drinking all day. I got my whiskey. I got my wine. I got my woman. And this time the lights are going out.
1: So, just like Wasp, Def Leppard's pretty shit to me, Um, other than, like, two songs. And also, I just do not care about songs about drinking. This could have been a country song, like a modern-day country song with the lyrics.
2: It really could. Um, Also, like, Mike, did I ever tell you my Def Leppard story?
1: I think you did over a party chat if you're welcome, okay, you're welcome yeah, yeah. to tell it again if kevin hasn't heard it yeah kevin hasn't heard it so um
2: basically like i had a f- friend of mine in high school that uh was a lot more into like different music than i was like i i listened to music but um, uh, but i just kind of like listened to everything i didn't like i had a rock phase for a while where which was like more led zeppelin and uh Pink Floyd and shit but like yeah I never really got into Def Leppard I of course I'd heard pour some sugar on me and like maybe one or two others um but I didn't really know much about him and then uh a buddy of mine was explaining to me that like they it it, like it's mainly a four-person band and the drummer uh has only has one arm and he was explaining like the details of like how he was able to play without uh having an arm and everything and i was like drawn in and really fascinated and he was like hence the joke what has seven arms and sucks
1: <laughs> Good old Leopard. Leopard.
0: does he yeah. really only have one arm
1: yeah he yes. lost his arm like i think they had like an accident and i i can't remember how he lost the
2: arm uh all i can remember is him being like hence what has seven arms and sucks I think they were, like, on
1: tour or something and wound up having, like, an accident and he wound up losing his arm or something like that.
2: And it is, like, pretty incredible that, like, he can still play the drums with one arm. Uh, Unfortunately, that doesn't save the band from being, like, fucking garbage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I'm not a fan of Def Leppard. And literally, you brought this song (laughs) up and I was like... I was like, "Did I listen to this?" Then I like pulled it up real quick, and it's like I can see that I listened to it because I listened to it all on YouTube. And I was like, "Oh, this is the one where it just says Saturday
2: a lot in the middle of the song, isn't it?" Yeah, very repetitive. Yeah, uh, very boring.
0: Yeah. So I was like, a couple of these songs, like, were like you said, super boring.
2: So I don't remember. <laughs> like I don't remember them very much. Not all of them are memorable. Oh shit! One thing I did forget to say about Wasp. um, that song starts out, and he says, uh, "Like I got pictures of naked ladies lying on my bed. I'm making artificial love for free. I start to howl in heat. I fuck like a beast." It's like, do you just
1: mean you furiously jack off? Because like you're like you're not talking about being with another person. Yeah, yeah, he just sounds like a teenager in his room with fucking porno mags and just... <laughs> right. Like it 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 makes the song even more pathetic.
0: He's just, he's just trying to impress his friends. That's all he's doing. Yeah. You know, it's that one kid who you go over to their house who has all the like the porn and stuff when you're when you're young and you're like, "Oh, you, you know, I want to you only go over there because he has all the porn, but he's like, "Dude, I'm awesome because I have the porn." He's that kid.
1: I've never <laughs> No, I had a kid in school show me two girls one cup from his flip phone. <laughs> And I never would want to experience anything like that. You so. never
0: had you never had the friend that had all the stuff.
1: I
2: specifically avoided that friend, um, because one time when we were in high school, like I I knew it was correct at the time to not hang out with him in junior high, but like in high school, one time he was hanging out. Like, we, we were all, like, I think we were in, like, the gym locker room or whatever, and he was talking to uh, one of his buddies. He was like, hey, remember that one time we, like, you came over to my house and we, uh, like, sat next to each other and watched porn, and and then you came on my leg, and it's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's, all, there's always, there's always like, that guy. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, like, I had a computer in junior high, whatever. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's so funny, dude. There, yeah, I can't believe Mike never experienced any They like do that. There was so well, I had like three of them. There was like three of them. Yeah, like I'm I not probably name them. at, at least two bring, of them. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not gonna bring them up because I don't like if this ever like becomes a thing. I don't want them to feel bad. But you, you guys know them. You've met them. Yeah, <laughs> like, I kind of
2: figured. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, let's let's move on Um, let's see here so the next one is uh, Twisted Sister uh, We're Not Gonna Take It Uh, proposed PMRC rating for violence Uh, explicit lyrics we'll fight the powers that be we're not gonna take it
1: this is the lamest song Like the song itself isn't lame the pick for this song to be on this list is lame as hell to me
2: like like even out of Twisted Sisters songs, this shouldn't be on the list. Like this is the most like milk toast, like poppy, like rally with your friends. Like it's not even like it, it doesn't go very hard because like Twisted Sister isn't like an incredibly hard band. No. Like they're 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 pretty like They easygoing. make their music for
1: fun. Like they're not Yeah.
2: Yeah, they they clearly make their music for fun. Yeah. But um the like this one's funny because I, I feel like this has nothing to do with the actual song. I think part of it is because of the music video. Um I was because... gonna bring that up, yeah. Did you watch the music video, Kevin? I know yeah, Michael I did. didn't uh he doesn't watch music videos, but like so like you saw like the father like just chewing the scenery in the very beginning and then like um D Schneider like or the boy becomes D. Schneider all like drag up or dragged yeah. up like just pounds of makeup huge hair an absurd outfit and like they're all marching around we're not gonna take it and like the dad's getting like looney tune violence like thrown through walls and shit it's so milk toast, like comparatively yeah but it is like expressing like sure it's d snyder but like he's like the boy becomes d Snyder and essentially revolts against his dad, and I think that was just like a bridge too far <laughs> like
0: yeah i i that, I was gonna bring that up too because like when he turns into d Snyder like you know like you said drag all that stuff and they were totally against all that also i'm pretty sure this this music video video in general uh, I, if i'm not mistaken i think it's actually really pop well it was really popular back then when it came out
2: yeah it uh, probably was and also <laughs> like they have the guy who plays the dad in their other song from the same album uh i want to rock I, I don't remember what the album's called but um the song i want to rock which i'm sure you guys are also aware of um they have that uh, dad playing the teacher and it's basically the same thing where like uh, D Schneider busts in or like appears after like the teacher goes on this wild, like very vitriolic, like foaming at the mouth rampage about like these kids these days or whatever. And then like the rest of the music video is like twisted sister, like just like hanging out and like running around and stuff. And the, teacher just, like, trying to foil their plans and, like, obviously eating shit every time. Like, he tries to jump on them and he lands in, um, freshly poured cement. He tries to throw a grenade, but he throws the pin instead of the grenade. You know, like, and, like, he ends up fine at, well, relatively fine at the end. Just, like, you know, soot covered and, like, hair all, like, like, everywhere. Like, it's the exact same shtick, uh... Well, yeah, his, their music videos are very
0: 80s, and, like, they remind me of um, John Hughes movies, like, super popular John, super popular 80s anti-establishment type of movies, and I think, like, parents maybe had a problem with that but i think that's why their music videos were super popular they were like they were fun to watch like i watched that and i was like this is fun to watch like the music video was it's like six minutes six and a half minutes long like it's fun yeah
2: yeah uh, this is like unironically probably my favorite song from this list like i really like darling nikki but like this is a song i could just like hear in the background and like it it like pick me up a little bit like i mean it's not going to Cure my depression or anything, but right. like it will be like, oh yeah, like this song's fun. <laughs> um, but uh, what's really weird is like this is the song they put on the Filthy 15, but during the hearing, they keep bringing up uh, th- another song of theirs called Under the Blade, and oh, we'll yeah. get to that next week. Um, but like that, that song seems much more in line with their you know, like upsetty spaghettiness, whereas this one is just like so like non-issue especially compared to the rest of this shit like i mean like the rest of the shit i think is fine but like at least you can argue like prince is talking about masturbating wasp is talking about fucking like a beast like those are things like you at least have like a leg to stand on this song is so like non-offensive it's baffling
1: it's not even come on feel the noise because they used to spelling c-u-m for come like is it is it was it a different meaning back then for come i guess um yeah but what's also interesting with that song is it's been used in like i think by a couple of political peoples i I think trump used it until like d snider's like you need to stop using it i think there was another political person who did that and he was like you need to stop that too
2: yeah, I want to say it was like Huckabee or like I don't think it was DeSantis but um yeah, just like a a governor or
1: something like I think also tried to pull that shit and he was just like no. And it's so interesting cuz it's like it's a, to me it's an anti-establishment song to me. It's like w- at what point do you think you want to use this for like you're 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 not you're part of the establishment and you're using this song.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, just people who, like, fundamentally do not understand the lyrics, but they're so sure it's talking about, like, their side of things. Alright, so, um, anything else on that one, or should we move on?
0: I'm good to move on. Yeah, I'm good. Alright,
2: so the next one is Madonna, Dress You Up. Again, profane or sexually explicit. Lyrics like, gonna dress you up in my love all over your body.
0: I think a lot this of... This song's
2: really, like, even... Even out of, like, Madonna songs, I wouldn't rate it very high on the, like, profane list. Like,
0: Yeah, a lot of Madonna songs are, like, very suggestive in general, though. I think that's, like... Wasn't that, like, a a big reason why... Not a big reason why she was popular, but, like, she was a hot lady that was suggestive?
2: Well, she also just, like, really liked provoking, like, this kind of response. Um, So, like, she would have, like, very... Uh, showy and sometimes suggestive outfits or like stuff like the big like cone bra or like she would have she'd be like wearing like only a bra that would have like a little cross on each nipple or like things like that i mean like she she knew how to use her sex appeal and like play the conservatives against themselves to like make her even more popular but this song just like really isn't that bad like this doesn't sound any worse than like a thousand other songs from like that time or before yeah they probably just didn't like madonna and like
0: her sexuality like because she was like the first big like uh like that type of pop star right then like you know after that you had like britney and then uh, you have like all the other ones now that are like you know they don't dress in any they dress like with no clothes on and stuff and go do that and she is like the first one that like did that so she was going to be
2: hated by some people. I I don't know if she was the first one so I I won't say that's definitive but, but she I was she certainly was first, like, like an early innovator in that.
0: I think she was the first particular like, vein, not the first one to like do that stuff, but I think she was the first one to like be huge and and do that
2: stuff perhaps um so yeah i don't have a whole lot to say about that one
1: shall we move on yeah i didn't really have much i just it's a very suggestive song it's madonna so yeah
0: i mean now everybody loves like who have you ever spoken to anybody that didn't like like from back then that doesn't like madonna
1: i don't know of anyone who's like i don't like madonna um personally i just She's she's not really my thing. It is just like a 80s pop song. So I was like I dig it for that reason. Yeah. And that's I, I, it. I mean
2: a, a lot of conservatives still don't like her or don't like her because like she still exists or whatever, but like
0: It's it's like the same thing as like Beyonce now though. Like the conservatives don't like Beyonce, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, it's it's more Cardi B right now. <laughs> and I mean yeah, maybe not right now, but like at least Two years ago, or whatever, when her song yeah. "WAP" came out, that was huge with the conservative scene.
2: Actually, if your pussy is wet, you you actually need to go to a doctor.
1: <laughs> okay, Ben Shapiro. <laughs>
2: All right, so we'll move on to Cindy Lauper's "She Bop." Oh, I love "She Bop." Uh, let's
0: see, I, the, dude.
2: Okay, I'm gonna talk about the music
0: video first. Oh, weirdest God. weirdest music video one of the weirdest music videos i've ever watched i was like what is happening in this like it was I... like mad max with like bad acting but like it reminded me of, like old like co- like right when they started to have color like 40s or 50s films i'm like i was like what is going on like uh, it's, it's weird also they're I... like dance choreography at the end nobody was on like the right step and stuff right uh, they were just like they were just like we're okay with this i was like what the
2: (laughs) yeah (laughs) this is one of my least favorite music videos ever um so mike basically like there's people in like an assembly line moving like robots to go in and grab a burger from like a sock or the fucking uh like like burger shack Uh, And then they, like, come out like robots with their burgers. And she's, like...
1: So it's, like, 1984.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's very very reminiscent of, like, that kind of feeling. Right. Uh, And then she's in a car off to the side, I guess by herself masturbating. Uh, Because, like, it's got the typical, like... Car's all fogged up, uh, her, like, legs are sometimes pressed against the glass and everything, and then she pops out, and then, like, a couple of motorcyclists come up, and she's, like, feeling their engine for, like, the vibrations and shit, and then uh, this army jeep pulls up with SWAT written on the side, and these four fucking weirdos that are like i guess supposed to be like oppressive moms or whatever but like half of them are like bearded dudes but they still have like curlers in their hairs and shit like they show up and then like they chase her then it becomes just a, animated like a cartoon for like half of it and then she gets put in front of a judge and uh they let her go because it's not illegal to finger yourself
1: did she go blind
2: no she does bring that up though
1: well, yeah, I know in the lyrics she does, it is brought up. Right. She she okay. do be flicking the bean. Yeah. Um so uh profane or explicit lyrics uh
2: like I want to go south and get me some more they say I better stop or I'll go blind. Yeah, it's very like it, it's innuendo but it's very thinly veiled. She's talking about masturbating, which I'm fine with. Like I don't think it's that bad if a woman's singing about masturbating. Like, it's not like girls get a whole lot of, like, education or anything, or, like, any media attention when it comes to fingering themselves, unless it's, like,
1: porn. Was this before or after, like, her hits, like, um, girls just want to have fun or whatever?
2: Uh, this was from 1983. I'm not sure
1: when like, if this was, like, after Girls Just Wanna Have Fun, I'm sure... Because, like, I didn't... from what I remember from that song. That's... I'm sure, like, a lot of people just so loved th- that song. This was before. Okay. All right. By two years. So, she flicked the bean, and then she went and said, Girls Just Wanna Have Fun. Got it.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like her in general. I mean, this isn't, like, my favorite song or anything. I like... It's a fun song. But, I like... Oh, I like the rest of her music a lot. So, I think Yeah, she's... I, I
2: think she's fine
0: dog shit music video though. Dude, yeah, the music the, I was like I I had no idea what was going on. I yeah, was just and, like this is so And weird. like you
2: said the end of it's just so poorly choreographed
0: it's like they just didn't have time to, like, do it, and they're just like, okay, some, like, the the first two, like, the the first two sets of, like, two or three sets of people who walked up it, like, would walk up and then go side to side, and then just all of a sudden, like, they just stopped doing that, and then, like, nobody was, like, in line, nobody was, like, when they all got on there, nobody was in the right step. I, was, yeah. I don't know.
2: So, uh, anyways, well, we'll, uh, I wonder, we'll move on. Um, I wonder
0: if it's, like... To show that everybody can do it their own way.
2: That, or maybe uh, like it, it could have literally been like they were like, "Wow, that was terrible." Let's do it again. They're like, "Oh, we're out of film," and it's like, "Well, fuck." Yeah. Whatever. It. Uh, so, anyways, we'll move on to ACDC. Let me put my love into you. Hell
1: yeah.
0: I think this one. This was the other one that I felt a little rapey on.
1: Because this was the um, other one that had the knife in your yeah yeah so and...
2: so this had profane or sexually explicit um uh, don't you struggle don't you fight let me put my love into you let me cut your cake with my knife yeah it's yeah pretty uh, like not cool not great lyrics um i will say like the actual instruments in this one it's like one of the better acdc songs like it's not like the you know top the charts well-known ones but the actual uh, instrumentals on this one are pretty solid. Yeah, yeah I,
0: I enjoy I, ACDC songs in general. So, but the lyrics was not happening for me. Yeah, fucking yikes!
1: Yeah,
2: I would say the same. Ju- oh, yeah, I'm also a- just not a big fan of AC/DC. Like, I like
1: some of their stuff, but I'm not a huge fan. They um, should have had their "Big Balls" song on. Here. <laughs> big ball. Uh, I do know we have a friend who absolutely loves ACDC. He would probably fight for their right to whatever. (laughs) Um, I did like this. What friend? Uh, Give me RB. It's it's the RB one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, I liked the song instrumentally, lyrically. I don't know, like like I said, like. it's, sexual lyrics are very hit or miss with me, and like they can be enjoyable or they can't be. Just I, I don't know, especially if they have like a rapey vibe to it. Then it's like that's a lot of points taken off. But like I said, like like he yeah. said, instrumentally it's it's a fun song for ACDC. Yeah.
2: Okay, so we'll move on to uh, Trashed by Black Sabbath. Uh, drugs and alcohol. Uh, this is. From the era of Black Sabbath when uh, Dan Gillian was uh, the lead singer and Ozzy Osbourne was off doing his own thing.
1: Yeah, pretty ass, pretty ass singer. Um, <laughs> I I like Ozzy or Dio Sabbath. Those are about the only two I liked. Um, it's also just Any... another drugs and alcohol song.
2: Yeah, uh, also, like, e- even like... Ozzy and Dio, Black Sabbath, I'm still hit and miss on them. Oh, yeah. Like, their, their greats
1: are great, but uh, they got a lot of... Uh, a lot of... Uh, meh. Again, I, I think, think that's just, like, a product of their time. Of Like, is you they're releasing albums after albums. You get their hits off of... A couple hits off of every album, and then, like, a lot of them are just duds, and they're like, I have to fucking suffer through this. Now you... <laughs> at least now, today, you can pick the songs you like and throw them in a playlist or whatever.
2: Yeah, and you can, like, you start hearing the opening chords of a song that's lame, and you just like, skip!
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah.
2: so, uh, explicit lyrics, I drank a bottle of tequila and I feel real good. I knew I wouldn't make it, uh, to the car, just wouldn't make it. Uh, I, I, I guess, like, I think I read somewhere that, like, this is supposed to be a song about, like, them on a private track, like, Or whatever, but it's still, like, talking about drinking and driving and also just, like, talking about how drunk they are, which gets very dull very quickly.
1: They wrecked the car, right, or whatever, and he's like, that's why he's like, thank you, Mr. I forgot the line, Mr. Mr. Miracle, miracle. Uh, I won't do it again, and then the next, like, lines are like, we're going back to the bar they're out of tequila or whatever let's get whiskey it's like cool yeah
2: thank you mr miracle i won't get trashed again can you hear my lies don't you bother with this fool just laugh into my eyes and then yeah it keeps going uh yeah anyways
0: perpetuating 80s like you know they all got excess trashed and had sex and did what they wanted yeah
2: so uh i don't think there's much more to say about that yeah. one yeah yeah, right.
1: Sabbath's just good as stoner metal. That's just, just as the name implies, it's trash.
2: <laughs> uh, so number fourteen is Mary Jane Girls in My House, profane or sexually explicit, uh, oh. like things like when it comes down to making love, I'll satisfy your every need and every fantasy you think up.
1: Yeah. yeah, not a very subtle song whatsoever. No,
2: no. Uh, I also don't think it's like terribly upsetting uh like it's just a girl talking about how she wants to get dicked down
1: like yeah it, it, it's and it's not like Ross where he's like i fuck like an animal that she's you know <laughs> talking about wanting to do some love making <laughs> yeah and like i'll
2: satisfy your needs like let's let's do this thing I'm trying to get laid here
1: maybe it's just better when a woman talks about wanting to get laid than a man talking about wanting to get laid who knows? Well,
2: there there tends to be, like, a difference in, like, tone and also, like, like, especially, like, when you look at Blackie Lawless, it's just, like, I don't want you anywhere fucking near my holes. <laughs> like, But, yeah. like, when the Mary Jane girls are singing about it, it's like, alright, well, I mean, they are pretty ladies, and not, like, a guy who probably smells, like, at best, like, feet. True.
0: Yeah, definitely, Madness. definitely a different connotation to the ways that we put it. Like when guys say it, when most guys say it, it's like cavemanish. Like, hey, I'm gonna take you and do whatever I want. It's not like, it's not like a thirst trap. Like guys who you see on like movies that all the women like are swoon over and they're like, oh, I want him to do that to me. It's most like, oh, that guy's nasty and he's gonna like rape me. It's like gross. Some and like of them, you said, it smells some, like
1: feet. some of them, some artists are good at making their baby like male artists are good at making that baby making music. Like Joe Desi, I think that's how you say his name. He has a song called Freakin' You. I I'd be making, oh, yeah. I, I'd do some baby making to that. That, <laughs> that one that one's that one's a good one. Uh
2: yeah. Um what's his name? Um uh God, I can't think of his name godfather of soul marvin Gaye. Or, no 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 well he's he's pretty good too no i'm thinking of uh james brown james mm.
1: brown
2: yeah uh like there there are certainly some uh singers out there that can like like give it the right influx and everything that it sounds like hell yeah like but it's not gonna come from Blackie lawless because that yeah. dude is is a goddamn troll <laughs>
1: yeah oh that what a guy
2: yeah so last one on the list is uh possessed by venom i'm gonna be on so
0: i'm gonna start off i'm gonna be honest this is the only song i didn't finish because i got about two minutes in i was like dude this song fucking sucks and i don't want to listen to it like i was like i was like i'm not listening to this like i didn't i literally did not enjoy it that much
2: yeah, so uh, um, PMRC rating would have been a cult. Uh, explicit lyrics like, I drink the vomit of the priests, make love with the dying whore, Satan as my master incarnate, hell praise to the unholy host. I am possessed by all that is evil, the death of your God I demand. I spit at the virgin you worship and sit at my Lord Satan's left hand.
1: So, so do you think oh. it had better production quality? You might have been able to finish the song
0: maybe i did not enjoy like the sound the words the sound quality was not good yeah
1: the guys i think instrumentally wise it was okay but that the vocals were just like it just didn't sound good to me and like i mean i had i don't know how much they had put out by the time they released this song specifically um but typically fans their first or so albums they kind of do sound like ass unless they're signed on to a label that helps give them good production quality or they probably did this all in their mother's fucking garage and that's why it sounds like shit i don't know yeah
2: and um venom is are they the ones from um sweden uh i didn't look at where they were from Cause, cause this is the lead singer's uh, Kronos, right? Uh,
1: then, um...
0: That's his name. Uh, yeah, it's, it's probably his, his stage. It's name. his artist name. Artist yeah.
2: name. He he has a somewhat regular, uh Their... like personal
1: name. I don't know where it's, where the fuck they're from. They've been on like seven different labels, probably none of them wanted them. <laughs> well, they kept splitting up and getting back together too. They have about ten different past members, and they currently have three: Kronos, Rage, and Dante. Those are their nicknames.
0: I'm gonna. I, this was not a good first song of Venom for me to listen to to like be like, oh, now I'm gonna go be a Venom fan.
2: Oh no, uh, uh, Kronos was from uh England, uh, so it must have been um. They're merciful. from like
1: Newcastle.
2: Yeah, it, it must have been a merciful, uh, uh, yeah, a merciful fate that was from like
1: Sweden or something like that. Probably. Uh, uh, one of the past members, his nickname was Jesus Christ. I just wanted to put that one out there. Since there you I'm looking go. Looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: yeah, like, the, this song is again, like, over the top Satan shit. Um, like, I will say this one's got some impressive lyrics, like, like, it, it's meant to be gross. It's meant to upset you. Um, it's kind of got that, like, Swedish black metal flair to it. Uh, just having the line, I want to... Or, I drink the vomit of the priest. <laughs> like, it's just like, yeah. oh my god. <laughs> which which is what they were going for. Right. And, of course, like, this one's going to be on the list. Fair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I will say, like, yeah, this was not my favorite song on the list just because of the low production quality and, like, his his vocals are fucking annoying. Like, you and I were talking about this last night where, like, I'm, I'm very hit and miss on metal vocals and his are, like, the, yeah. <laughs> like, just, like, the ones that irk me the most. So I can understand why Kevin didn't finish it. However, yeah. as a professional, he should have.
0: But as a professional, it also gave us things to talk about more because I didn't finish it. So it's a double double bladed double edged sword that you know sword both side cuts.
1: Yeah, like like I said, if I think if I would like to hear like a re recording of it, which probably will sound like ass now because they're like eighty years old.
2: <laughs> yeah, and he's got a weird look to him now. <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe it would sound better. Maybe someone could do a good cover of it. There might be one. I don't. Really, no, because I don't really look that deep. People cover Venom songs. There could be some covers of Venom songs.
2: (laughs) So, anyways, uh, these were their smoking guns for repulsive, irredeemable filth that they considered a form of child abuse.
1: Uh, It's just like Elvis all over again.
2: Yeah, it very much is. Although they claim that it isn't. Uh, so they sent a letter to uh, Stanley Gordikov, the president of the RIAA, which is the Recording Industry Association of America. They wanted essentially an MPAA, which is the Motion Picture Association of America' style rating system. Uh, so what they wanted was,, um, was they wanted every album to have a rating, uh, for what kind of content it had on each song So an X for profane Or sexually explicit An O for occult references D slash A for drugs and alcohol Not dick and ball bo- Or dick and asshole um, And mm-hmm. V for violent content
1: Kind like like, sort of like the Sort of like a movie rating system Or the, like the ESRV I mean it, it, it's really like
2: more like video games uh, yeah. Where like it's like rated T for like drugs and you know whatever. Well, that wasn't even a thing yet. Right. We'll we'll get to that a couple episodes down the line. But um but so they wanted this for every album that was put into a record store or was put into the market to sell. Uh which logistically that's asking for the fucking moon. Because right. albums came out at a rate of roughly like 10 to 1 what movies did at the time. And that's just albums, most of which have, say, roughly 8 to 15 songs on them, meaning they, like, if there was 350 movies that came out per year, that'd be 3,500 albums, which would be about 28,000 to 52.5 thousand songs that they would have to
1: listen to each song to rate it. Imagine That's I'm just trying not to feasible. Do... <laughs> yeah, imagine I'm trying to do that now. There's probably yeah. so many more artists, like, it's, like, probably a hundredfold, probably even more.
2: The ones, to, the ones who to have America. to work on a fucking SoundCloud or just on
1: Suicide Watch. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just use, like, Uta- YouTube's automated system or some garbage-ass system that's per- perhaps AI. G- getting AI.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they could make. Well, I guess with now they could make the artists do it themselves, and like with how like YouTube and things do. Like, is this an eighteen-year-old plus song? Like how it is when you put it in there. Now, like actually, the CDs are like, not or yeah, like in the hard copy stuff that would be different back
1: then it wasn't really many mainly like cds then yet i think those were barely available if or not available yet at all it It would have been like tapes and stuff yeah yeah, this was more cassettes yeah Yeah. cassettes and Uh,
2: it's vinyl was still popular too right i yeah vinyl was slowly going away just because like cds were portable tape decks were now a thing so like kids could actually like walk with their music and shit
0: I and they could, could dance I with it, it without their parents done. hearing
2: what they were listening to. Right. I
0: think it could I think it could have been done.
2: So, like with a reviewer having to check every song on every album, an album like Wasps Fuck Like a Beast would be an easy red flag, but you'd still have to listen to every one to check for occult references, drugs, alcohol, you know, like you would have to check every song and with like fuck like a beast at least that one you're like all right well like this one's definitely going to have some re- like some flaggable shit so like we'll give this a listen but if you uh, had an album like classical music you would have to listen to every one just in case like the very end like the last uh, the last song on the album was mozart's uh, leck mich i'm arsch which uh, is german for lick me in the ass
1: just imagine like some 20 minute overture every other song and like the last song and just says fuck right at the end of it (laughs) yeah right but have you guys ever heard mozart's lick
2: me in the ass i have not no yeah it's like it's exactly what it sounds like it's just them singing lick me in my ass that's pretty funny yeah so you know like they would have to you know be aware of that shit So, the record industry was like, look, we're not doing that because that's fucking insane. Um, But, like, we agree that, like, yeah, it's not a bad idea to have, uh, like, a bit of a rating system. So, what they... What uh, Gordakov did was meet with 19 record labels who all agreed to include a parental advisory sticker on their albums when necessary. So, if it had explicit lyrics, it gets the same... Parental advisory sticker like we grew up seeing on, you know, Eminem albums and shit. Um, so that should be the end of it, right? They reached a compromise and it was all settled with a sticker that warns parents as the PMRC
1: wanted and the RIAA conceded to do. I see this as an absolute win. There you go.
0: I mean, it,
1: it, it is a win because a
0: lot of people like want things like that to happen, and it never does. And they actually got some type of action to happen, and probably like actually protected some kids that needed to uh, needed to have those parental advisories.
2: Yeah, yeah, and and like it makes sense, especially with something like Purple Rain, because Purple Rain, like you see the cover, it's Prince on a motorcycle in a street, like, there's nothing specifically sexual about it, so you wouldn't know until you listened to it. Or if you did, like, a moment's research into Prince, which I, I understand would be harder in the 80s because you can't just Google Prince and be like, oh, he sang about fucking his sister. We're not gonna buy this album. Uh, but, like, it was still doable if you, like, gave it a couple of minutes or, like, if you just talked to the record store guy. But, Um, that didn't happen, and of course this was not the end of it both sides had some resistance and therefore there was going to be a congressional hearing and that's where we'll pick back up next week with all fangs bared we get into the actual fight, the quote unquote rock rock war as the Washington Post called it pre-Iraq war obviously Uh congressional
0: hearings are wonderful and stupid and waste a lot of time and money Agreed, and uh, this
2: one's going to be no exception. we got some uh, interesting stuff to cover next week. But we've already gone far longer than we should have, so let's go ahead and call it there.
1: Do you guys have any final thoughts? Not particularly. I'm sure I'll have more thoughts once we do next episodes, once we discuss like the congressional hearings. I've already like watched them. I'll probably watch them again just to have another better idea on it and be able to discuss it better. But that's probably where I'll have my Final thoughts on it.
0: Okay. Kevin? Mom, no, I'm just here. Here for the ride. My, my thoughts are fluttering throughout my brain. And I'm, you know, trying to think of something to say that's witty and wonderful. But I, I don't got anything right now. You know, uh, I'm Kevin's glad there's a nervous. parental advisory. Uh, I knew that when we do list stuff, the, the episodes are going to be like two hours long. Sorry, guys. King's fault. He just had to pick fifteen songs. It's not like it was
2: predetermined. Dude, you can cut the first like twenty minutes of this where you're fucking around with your mic. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> hey,
0: I just had to bring some stuff up to banter at the end so people laugh at yeah, me. Yeah, let's add
1: twenty minutes of banter at the edge as well. Let's go for it. <laughs> it's
0: what the people love me for. Why? I'm the I'm the filler of the spaces.
1: You're much more than that, Kevin. I want you to anyway. know that. From from the episodes I've listened all the way up till now, I enjoy most of the feedback and responses that you give in the podcast. And it's been a joy to be a part of it for once. See guys, like I told you in the last episode, people like me and they come back for me and not King. This is mine! Well, I love King more, so okay. Kevin, don't, don't cut that.
0: we're we're gonna have to have a talk about this (laughs) king on the outside i will call you in 10 minutes (laughs) be ready all
1: right
2: well thank you very much mike for joining us uh in this first of two parts uh we'll be glad to have you back next week where we get to discuss the actual hearing part of it but for now we've already run long kevin go ahead and let them know where they can follow us at
0: Okay. thanks for listening guys you can follow us on twitter at what underscore we underscore consume and on instagram at what we consume podcasting thanks mike i guess for showing up and being here on time when somebody else was late and always has problems with the podcast
1: all right, well you're yeah you know that's fine don't worry about plugging anything i don't care about anyone knowing about my twitter or anything i just like dumb shit
2: <laughs> all right well i am at king hagathor on twitter other than that Bye-bye.